1: It's 8 minutes after 8 here on AM Live. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Forum at 8 yet again. Now, following its four-day Liguta in Pretoria, the African National Congress has called on mining companies to review their plan to shed uh, thousands of jobs. Major mining companies including Lonman, Anglo Platinum and Kumba Iron Ore announced their plans uh, to lay off about 14,000 workers collectively due to low commodity prices. Economists have also warned that South Africa's economy could be at risk of going into a recession, this as mining companies go into survival mode. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we are in discussion, in conversation with ANC uh, Secretary-General, Mr. Quete Mantashe. Thanks for coming through to studio. Thank you, And we also have with us for the discussion a uh, labor specialist at the Free Market Foundation, Loan Sharp, who joins us on the line. Thanks for your time as well, Mr. Sharp. Loan Sharp, are you there?
2: Yes, Good morning.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Mr. Muntashe, I want to start with you. I mean, um, you know, the call that was made, um, I think many people were not surprised by it, given uh, the situation. On this show, for example, we are almost reporting on a weekly basis of companies uh, in the mining sector that are looking at retrenching workers. But, um, you know, what underpins this call that you
3: have made? You know, Sakina, <coughs> uh, in mining days, is what is called development. Uh, That's what you use to invest to prepare yourself for future production. You increase the moneyable phase, uh, you train workers, and we say, look at those options so that you don't throw people away because the cyclical behavior of commodity prices informs us that it is bad now, the prices are low, but the the prices of any commodity will pick up at any time. So you don't rush at cutting jobs. You put them on development, you increase your mining buffets, you train workers, you do many things that are developmental so that when the price of commodity picks up, uh, you have a bigger capacity to take the advantage of the the, the market at that point in time. And we say to the mining industry, look at all options before you do that. You know, in 1997-99, Uh, the price of gold dropped to $250 an ounce. We called it the gold price crisis at the time. We went into all sorts of agreements as a union at the time, including productively linked increases and all those things. We looked into a number of options. That's why the gold mining industry survived that time. And it is at that phase that a company like uh, Harmony, which was left with three months to close, is now the third biggest gold mining company. Because when the gold mining, the big gold mines, your Anglo Ashanti today, your gold fields, were throwing away marginal shafts, how many took them? Because at that time, at the low price, and where the share is down, it was the right time to buy. They collected all those shafts, and reopened them, and ran them, and built an empire called harmony, on the back of marginal shafts. And we say the industry must look into all those issues and see whether there are no marginal operators who can run specific shafts that are marginal.
1: Do you believe at this point That they have gone through all of those Processes that, that you've outlined Because um, Ben Makara Chief um, Executive at um, Lonman, he came to a Point where he said that these are very Difficult measures for them to implement at This time, but they have no option um, Because they are In a crisis right now, I mean um, Evidenced by our Daily reports on the price of platinum At the they, moment.
3: They have options You see, there's nothing like there's no alternative, because all those platinum companies have announced most boiling particular shafts. That is where you get your marginal operators taking those shafts and running them. But if you most boil them, you put them under care and maintenance, you are killing production, which is uh, perhaps what they they are doing deliberately to reduce the supply. And, and, and take off the clut of platinum production in the market so that the price can pick up again. But you don't close... My You, you know, Sakina, uh, we dealt with, with, with mining companies which opted for high-grading during difficult times, where they mine only high-grade areas and left marginal areas. We always fought that because we said, if you leave marginal mines, marginal areas, you focus on high-grade areas, you are going to actually sterilize a deposit that is marginal now and you may not be able to ever open it. All those issues must be put on the table, looked at, and see if we can save a number of jobs.
1: Loan Shop, do you agree with uh, what Mr. Mantashe is saying? Uh, you know, Do you think that more could be done um, instead of uh, these mining companies uh, rushing to shed the jobs that they have?
2: I think it's ridiculous. Uh, that uh, we think the mining companies should reassess their position on job losses, when in fact these job losses are a function of government actions. Uh, government has made mineral rights national assets. Uh, at the same time, government has introduced effective minimum wages that have nearly doubled over the last two decades, uh, for the government to come out and say, look, uh, mining managers and owners should reassess, is incredibly naive, because government caused the problem in the first place. And let me just give you a sense of the scale of this calamity. In 1994 the mining sector employed 1.4 million people. Today it employs 550,000. Now that's not the shocking figure. The shocking figure is that mining production has trebled over that period. Now how is it possible that mining production has trebled and the workforce has been cut by two-thirds? It's because uneconomical conditions for mines have made them, forced them to economise on the use of labour uh, I, I have a major problem with uh, the authorities giving the man's advice when in fact the authorities are the cause of the problem
3: Mr. Mantashe? No, the, the problem with the, especially in the Free Market Foundation is that they are ideological in, in their approach on anything They have uh, a lot of hatred for government, and they think that uh, the free market should be allowed to do things as they wish. You cannot tamper with the markets, uh, which is uh, theoretically flawed. The first thing is that uh, take you say in 1994, mining was employing so much. In my research, uh, which I did some few years back. I looked into the decline of the gold mining industry uh, and the reaction of the unions to that decline. One of the things that we discovered was that the decline in the gold mining industry had a bigger impact on employment figures because it is deep, narrow seams, and therefore labor-intensive. So if the production is tripling because there is increase in open-cast mining, in coal mining, it will be mechanized and there will be fewer people employed but you will not mechanize at the same rate if you go to a deep mine. So if you don't understand those uh, dynamics in mining, you will say government has caused all the problems uh, because you are wishing of a society where there is no government. Uh, the, the markets govern the world, and I think that is sick. That is sickness on the part of Mr. Sharp. Of Mr. Sharp, the, there is no minimum wage in mining. Uh, that's effectual. There's no minimum wage in mining. Wages in mining are negotiated by employers and their unions, which is their employees. So to talk of a minimum wage in mining, because you see a minimum wage in farming, and you think that it is applying in mining, it's laziness to do research and to come to a public radio and say, you are a specialist. If you are a specialist, do your research and not generalize and uh, rubbish government on the basis of your ideological outlook. It doesn't work in real life. Mr. Sharp.
2: Well, I mean, you know, government policy uh, has been such a monumental failure uh, to the mining sector. I'll just give you another example. After uh, Mr. Mugabe, President Mugabe, vacated his mind, and caused uh, the economic collapse of that great country. Upwards of a million, and possibly nearly three million, economic refugees from Zimbabwe flooded into the northern provinces of South Africa. They caused a collapse of wages for unskilled people. Those unskilled people are mostly employed in mines and on the farms. By my estimation, wages collapsed by two-thirds because in less than nine months, the South African economy had to absorb millions of Zimbabweans. You do not have that kind of scale of calamity with no economic implications. So here we have a classic case of where the government failed to call on President Mugabe to make political changes and improve governance in that country. Absolutely quiet were our authorities, but they caused a collapse in the wages of poor and unskilled South Africans. This is a classic case of government inaction, or worse, government's poor actions affecting South Africans in ways that they could not foresee. Uh, There are countless examples of where government has interfered in the mining sector. You will remember the Minister of Mines, 18 months ago, threatened to revoke Amplats mining licences because Amplats, in the biggest collapse of platinum prices in 40 years, wanted to lay off 7,000 workers. This kind of political interference creates terrible uncertainty for those who supply capital to mines for them to expand and grow. Everywhere you look in the mining sector, there is a litany of failure by the authorities. And today we we get a notice. Today we get a media release to say, uh, please reconsider your plans. Uh, as if the authorities had absolutely nothing to do with the situation at hand. And
1: what do you think government should have, could have done differently in this instance?
2: Well, the best thing to happen is for employees and employers to reach private agreements that are suitable to their circumstances. Uh, rather than government meddling Mm. and threatening the mines and creating uncertainty. So, for example, um, a whole range of new investment regulations has caused about $12 billion worth of American companies' investments to be shelved, not only in the mining sector, but everywhere. This is not uh, specifically a mining sector problem. It's a problem of government throwing its weight around arbitrarily in every sector from finance all the way down to domestic work. We see uh, government in inaction in particular. We see government inaction undermining the workers in this area. So Mr. Montesha talks about an ideology. We have to face the facts. The facts are no matter what you would like it to be, the market. Mechanism works, and the market mechanism operates whether you like it or not. So I would say on the minimum wage point
0: mm-hmm. uh, that
2: a collective bargaining in the mining sector is a day de- factor minimum wage producing mechanism. Uh, it, it just it beggars belief for me that a senior a person within the ruling party can draw no connection between outcomes we're seeing in the mining sector and government action over time.
1: And, um, Mr. Montashe, hold on to that thought. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Some very interesting questions being raised through this discussion. And, of course, we'll open the lines, 891 And you can also tweet or Facebook us at uh, AM Live on SAFM or SMS34701.
0: The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
1: On the forum at 8 uh, this morning, we are talking about uh, what uh, came out of the ANC's Lichotla uh, this past week. And we're in conversation with S.G. Gwete uh, Mantashe and labor specialists from the Free Market Foundation Loan Sharp and uh, discussing this matter as government has called on uh, companies in the mining sector uh, to review their plans of laying off workers. So uh, you wanted to respond to what Mr. Yes. Sharp was
3: saying before we go I, to the line. I want to raise a few issues. You know, uh, Mr. Sharp is, is disappointing me in that he's all over. He talk about the situation in the mining industry. Talk about inaction about Mugabe's decision. He has a, an ideological view that the ANC is is a marshal of Africa. If Mugabe takes the wrong decision, South must walk up to go to Zimbabwe, tell them thou shall not do that. And I think that is actually a dangerous starting point. He is thinking of uh, the time when South Africa was a bully of the region and he was just bullying everybody in the region. We cannot do that today. We treat Zimbabwe as an equal, we treat Lesotho as an equal, we treat Swaziland as an equal. And I want him to to, to move out of that uh, mindset. The second one is that he is very contradictory in his statement. He says... Uh, the government must stay out of it, uh, uh, employers and, and, and their unions and their employees must have private agreements. Then he comes back and say, collective bargaining, which is a private discussion between employers and their employees, uh, is equal to a minimum wage. They said that minimum wage in private agreements. The government doesn't interfere with ba- collective bargaining in the mining industry. That is the first thing. But what the point we're making is, which we should focus on, is whether we should flood unemployment with thousands and thousands of mine workers. Can we do anything differently? And our view is that there can be many things that are looked into, and I choose some of them. For example, when I say give your marginal shafts to companies that are having less overheads that can run marginal shafts, And I give you the example of our money in gold. We can have a similar operator in platinum who actually operate in marginal shafts and actually continue producing and continue retaining employment. In those cases, unions in South Africa are mature enough to understand that. That is a marginal shaft. Let's have an agreement in it. That's why the NUM has signed an agreement today. With Village Main before other mining companies because they understand that Village Main is a marginal operator. They can reach an agreement with it separately from the major mining companies. That is the experience that we should exploit and use. We'll be meeting the mining companies and have a discussion with them. Mm -hmm. We're not interfering, we're discussing with them. They are mining. We have a concern. The social consequences of those retirements are unbelievably high. Mm. And we must engage them on those issues.
1: How do you respond, Mr. Mantashe, to allegations that government has been soft on mining companies in terms of, you know, them enforcing, for example, the mining charter and, 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 and reaching, you know, uh, those uh, those uh, goals set out in there?
3: I would uh, have been excited to hear that view because what uh, Loan Sharp is, is saying is that we're hard on mining. The mining industry must do He is dreaming of a world where we can have slave, slave wages in 2015, and the government must look the other way around because the influx of Zimbabwean migrants into South Africa and northern provinces suppressed the wages in, in, of the most unskilled in farming and others. And, and I think he is just contradictory. I think this debate would have been richer if you invited a person from the mining industry because we'd be talking about real problems in the mining industry and throw on the table real solutions.
1: And um, do you believe that government has indeed been soft on mining companies?
3: I don't think it has been, but it has been, you know the relationship between companies and government is what I describe as unity and uh unity and struggle of the opposites. Sometimes we may hate each other and love each other, but we need each other, we belong together, we engage each other. So therefore, government doesn't go to the mining industry with a big stick and say, you will do X, Y, and Z. It always says, but you have this committed to social labor plans, please implement them. And that engagement is ongoing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the debate between them and the Minister of Mineral Resources is an example of that. And and we say, for example, on the once empowered, already empowered, please don't take that thing to court. Engage and take it and, and have a decision. And that's our view, because government and mining companies must talk on an ongoing basis and reach agreements. Well,
1: uh, we will come back to this discussion after the news break. If you've just joined us, uh, we're talking this morning uh, by the call uh, from uh, government, from after the ANC's uh, Lekhotla, yes. that mining companies should review their plans uh, to shed thousands of jobs at this point. So, um, Mr. Gwete Mantashe and uh, Loan Sharp, our guest this morning. Right now, though, 8.30, time for news headlines with Kirat Lala.
0: The Forum at 8.00. On SAFM.
1: Welcome back to the Forum at 8, And the lines are now open, uh, taking your calls on 891 You can tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. And uh, Misha's just brought uh, you a stack of SMSs. We'll try and read through those. 34701 is the a number to send those on. And, of course, my personal uh, for social media accounts also available for you to send those messages. Let's go to Patrick in Vidbang. Good morning and thanks for holding.
2: Hi, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you?
4: Fine. Uh, with the LG, uh, Mr. Mantashe, in the studio, with the other gentleman. Uh, you know what, Satina We're listening? To, to the two. If, you, if you listen to the two people speaking, the SD and the other gentleman that I forget this name, the SD knows what he's talking about. Unfortunately, the poor gentleman, he doesn't know. For example, remember, you, you, you remember last week, you mentioned one of the, the minds that are retrenching around. And to, 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 for information, Sakina, tomorrow it is my last day. I'm an optimal employee. Tomorrow it is my last day I'm being retrenched. I'm going on retrenchment after waiting for twenty years. And the other thing that I want to bring to SG's attention is this. Companies are not complying. For example, the companies they need to follow certain procedures before they, 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 they go out on retrangment. They didn't follow any any and they are arrogant. They don't follow any any of the or, of, 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 what is this thing? Of the rules that are out there for them to follow before they can retrench they just do as they wish you get the gentleman like the one that in your in, in your studio saying that the the, the 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 employees must speak to the to the, the unions you can speak until you blue on your face with these companies they do as they wish west our our government it is actually soft on the on the minds I don't know what is he talking about. The SD knows what he's talking about. The gentleman in the studio should have been a specialist of the chicken farm or something like that. He knows nothing about the
1: money. Okay, thanks, Patrick, in Vidbang. Let's go to uh, Thabo uh, in Midrand. Good morning, Tabo.
5: Good morning, Sakina and uh, your listeners. And let me start by greeting as well uh, the Secretary General of the
3: NCA.
5: I'm known best as Arafat. Uh and, uh, Sahina, I want to highlight that private investors and mining operators, mine operators, have got a way of hypnotizing us as South Africans and making, think, uh, making us think that we are still suffering from colonial hangover. But I want to tell you that the African Congress has taken a, a same policy position and they call it radical economic transformation. Now, I think many people do not understand the word radical, and I want to give the true meaning of radical, which is fair aggression. And it is opposite of uh, reckless aggression. But you look at these uh, private investors and the mining operators, in most instances, they register regressive uh, aggression in terms of economic transformation that we seek to achieve. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, now as the ANC, we, we, we need to take uh, our weight into action now, Trans, uh, translate our weight into action and make sure that those who are not willing to work with the, with, with the ANC uh, government, are not form part of our country because we want ownership patterns to be changed and, and, and transfer them to the ownership of our people so that our people can decide on what they do with regard to the current challenges of unemployment, inequality, and, and 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 the other which I forgot, but most importantly, unemployment cannot be addressed by these people who have got no will to assist our government, and these are private investors. I think the SG must touch harshly on that. Thank All right, know.
1: thank you so much, Tabo. Johannes in Clarksdale. uh Thank you,
6: Sakina. I'm, I'm happy, uh, you know, to have with the conversation from the two parties, Mr. Mantashe and the other gentlemen. And uh, I think Mr. Mantashe will uh, forgive me because I will—I don't want to be too personal because I know Mr. Mantashe was together when the union started 1979 and 1982, I was here in
3: 1979.
6: 1982. Okay, yes. Okay, and the uh, Gold, Ashanti agree to, so that NUM can represent the workers. Now, I strongly agree with the gentleman, the other gentleman discussion with Mr. Mantashe to say. Mr. Mantashe, now how do we expect, as you say, I was there and I was doing the transfer in 1997, that the workers uh, to go to the, 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 the high flyers, people who want to work, we must transfer them to number 8, 9, and 10 uh, in Clay stop And uh, we are going to Harmony. So that the, the main reason it was that from 1994, people doesn't want to bring production uh, uh, from underground. And uh, I, I want to be short and, you know, to be brief. I don't want to be, uh, you know, to, 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 to put my weight around and everything to say. Now, Mr. Mandasha, I can hear you You say uh, the agreement with, with the unions, it was that uh, the, the, the marginal shaft must go to harmony and so on and so on. But now as I'm speaking now today, the very uh, unions now, they're demanding from harmony, NUM demanding 10,500 entry fee from underground workers, and Amco demand 12.5. Mm-hmm. I want I I I wrote personal. I send the email so that that uh, uh, strike in plus uh, to stop. I advise that person. How do we expect the unskilled worker who can support his children and everybody? His unskilled workers, you know. Exactly Mr. Mandashe, Group 1 and two after Group 8 is no way. I'm strongly uh, supporting the other gentlemen who, who say the whole thing. And uh, Mr. Mandashe, we were you were the unionist in the mines and then I was very happy to get you in the uh, Secretary of ANC, knowing that you will know exactly where the bo- boiling point on the mines to say uh, you will know how to can assist But now. You are the very uh, person whom I trusted so much to can say you he was uh, help with negotiation and put the line straight. That gentleman is winning you with talking to say unskilled laborers who are working underground, how do you going to give that person and ask me when I, I left the mine, I was at group C3.
1: Oh, and there we lost uh, Johannes, but I think we get the gist of uh, the point he was yeah. making. Tiri, um, so in welcome. Good morning.
7: Good morning, Sakina. Good morning, SG. Hello. Uh, my former GS. Uh, I the the gentleman there. I don't want to go to too much stream. I think uh, other listeners have analyzed him correctly, and I have a problem with people people with that paradigm. If and that uh, level of knowledge if uh, they are used by companies as consultants or or whatever. But my point actually is this. Um, We've been talking about beneficiation uh, around uh, mining for quite a while. Uh, When are we going to implement at least once, Um, especially with regard to platinum, because uh, the reserves that we have of platinum are the biggest in the world. Now, can we at least implement one big project of beneficiation?
1: Okay, um, uh, thank you so much, um, Tiri. So I, wa- I want to, uh, you know, pause there and just answer some questions, and we'll they'll take another tranche of calls. Um, but um, as I do that, I just want to put in a few more questions here from listeners on the other platforms. Mutibi Posa the second says mining houses do as they wish because they've been co-opted and they co-opted ANC leaders who are gatekeepers for monopoly capital, and uh, he wants you to weigh in on that as well, SG.
3: Okay, let me start with, uh, with Patrick in Optimum. Uh, I agree with him uh, on the attitude of Glencoe on Optimum. Glencore, a Swiss company that came here, marked up a number of companies, including Optimum, which was owned by a group led by Mr. Mike deke a few years ago, and now they are closing that, that mine. It's one of the richest Coal mining companies, in terms of deposits, uh, it's known it was the flagship company for Transnatal, then BHP Billitin, taken by Glencore, is now closed. And the closure of Optimum is not because there is no coal, it's because, I agree, it's because of the arrogance of Clenco. Uh We have been talking to the Department of Mineral Energy and Mineral Resources and said to them, listen, a company that walks into South Africa and ignore all of the laws, ignore black economic empowerment, their CEO has made a statement public that to help with employee interest, he is looking after the interest of his shareholders, full stop. And to me, that statement rings loud every time. Glencore is trying to bull, to bulldoze its weight in terms of mineral deposits in the area, in terms of dealing with companies like Optimum. The closure of Optimum from where I'm seated, I'm not a trade unionist, I used to be one, is one thing that would have been resisted with everything that a union has because it is a selfish decision to close Optimum by Glencore. And if Glencore want to challenge me on that, I'm ready to meet them. But why would
1: they be so bold to say that out in the open? Um, Doesn't that speak to what Motibi is
3: saying? No, Glencoe is a global company. Mm -hmm. That arrogance is not in South Africa, it's everywhere they operate. That uh, question of ignoring workers' interests and look after shareholders' interests is not just a South African issue, it's everywhere. They are all over the globe and they deal with workers the same way everywhere they go. So it's an issue that we should deal with uh, as a company, uh, and therefore the softness of government on mining, I don't want to get into that. I will talk to Nwago Ramakrut, who is the minister. they say, hey, listen, uh, in the talk show I was in, you are accused of being very soft on mining companies. Arafat <laughs> uh, talked about uh, uh, dealing with unemployment and put the word into action in terms of economic Uh, transformation, that debate is is, is, is actually a conceptual debate that should be engaged in. Mm. And and one of the things that the Chinese beat us on is that Chinese come with concepts, they apply them and they look at the results and they say development is an irrefutable argument. In South Africa we normally debate a concept until we are blue in the face before we start implementing it and we want to perfect it in abstract. And I think it's an issue that we should look into. Johannes said many things that I don't understand. One, I don't subscribe to a CEO a, 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 a of a worker who is unskilled. There's nothing like an unskilled worker. You see, if you go to mining, a machine driller who is said to be unskilled, you can't uh, start up and blast without drilling. Therefore, that machine operator is skilled, he drills holes, it is those holes that are actually charged up and blasted to produce. Therefore, one, we disagree with Johannes on the conceptual, where he treats people as unskilled and they are skilled, because he left mining being at C3, uh, which is a a middle management position. I think he is having some confusion in how to classify workers. A machine driller is a skilled worker, is key in production. If there is no machine driller, there will be no production in a deep mine. The beneficiation, and I think we should look into what is happening. There is a lot of uh, things happening in beneficiation. There is now a debate about what we call a development price of minerals, mm-hmm. that some of the South African minerals must be sold at less than the market price in South Africa to promote beneficiation. And we say it is not, not new. Import uh, import substitution industrialization in South Africa was was actually on the base of this uh, theoretical framework that you supply things and you industrialize, you are self-sufficient. We should take aspects of it Put it in action. That's why, for example, I support the platinum energy cell uh, pr- uh, experiment, which is beginning to electrify villages. At an uh, on an experiment, if we can do it on a large scale, that is new demand for platinum that can be created. We should try as many things as we can.
1: Mm-hmm. Before That's I it. go to loan shop, here's one uh, quickly by Sithengobese. Sitle says. The first caller makes it sound as though uh, retrenchment means the end of his life. Why not reskill and retain in anticipation of moving on? That's one. But also, retrenchment is a legit business practice, and your job
3: is not a right, says Sitle. No, he may be right. It's exactly the point I made. I said the mining industry, instead of rushing into retrenchment, they must do what is called developmental. Approach to uh, the skills And I said One of those is reskilling people But if you take a decision to return And you take a person to a one week Training course and say You are reskilling that worker You are not reskilling that worker You are actually make that worker Have a, a honeymoon feeling about skills He knows very little But he feels like he has been skilled Skilling must be done on an ongoing basis It is important Because once you are skilled You are mobile if you are not skilled, you think you can reskill workers at the end of the uh, of the job and you will go there and open something new. It is not going to happen. We tried it in the NUM. We opened the MDA. We opened cooperatives. One of the biggest problems we found was that once you take workers who are not skilled into cooperatives, once they make the first tranche of money, they call a meeting and divide that money, eat it, and that co-op co- collapses. Long-term training is more important than instant training. Lonsha? I
2: want to, to talk. I mean, the Secretary General is involved in a kind of stream of consciousness where he's touching on all sorts of uh, incidental things and in the process, uh, missing uh, the wood for the trees. Um, I am terrified by what I'm hearing. There is no recognition of reality. There is no sense of introspection about what the causes are of what we're seeing in the mining sector. Uh, We've got flourishing mines in Australia, in Canada, in the United States, and all over the world. But in South Africa, we've got a mining industry in chronic and systematic decline. There's no concept that government might be in some way responsible. This conversation terrifies me. I think uh, uh, Mr. Mantashe would rather have a CEO of a mine on this conversation than myself, and he talks about the mining minister and the mining CEOs in a loving relationship. Well, now someone has fallen pregnant, and nobody knows what to do with the baby. Uh, The baby, in this particular case, uh, is that the mining industry in South Africa is already insignificant worldwide it will continue to decline in south africa and it will not recover we have got so much investment uncertainty we've got so many uh, ideologies working on mining policy mines cannot keep up uh, if it's not transformation it's beneficiation if it's not beneficiation it's uh, retrenchments retrenchment uh, uh, of workers uh, we we jump from one incoherent point to another, uh, and I'm terrified that I don't see any introspection about what government's role has been in this systematic disaster.
1: Well, a few messages. Uh, Very quickly, uh, Jen in KZN says uh, Mr. Mantashe makes the mistake of thinking that his opinion is fact. He must stop uh, the personal insults uh, with everyone who disagrees with him. Uh, Ben says Mantashe must tell us why it is okay for Telcom to share jobs, but the mining companies can't. All the state entities are in trouble, so he should answer for for, for that first. And um, I want to go through the calls very briefly. Please, everybody short, sharp. Let's start with um, uh, Tabani in Durban. Good morning, Tabani. Sakina. Yes.
5: I I, I really uh, am mind-boggled as to why did you call the other gentleman uh, to this discussion? I, I, I just... Uh, is he a, an expert? Is he a politician? Is he an angry white man who's angry about what happened in Zimbabwe? He's just all over the place, basically. I, I've never had a single contribution, positive contribution from him. From the time this this discussion started, he's a dunce He's talking about Canada, Australia, and what have you, and not talking about the challenges and how can we improve the you know the situation in in our mining. And I wonder why did you call the gentleman to the to to the, to, the, to this discussion?
1: Well, uh, we invited Loan Sharp as we uh, introduced him. He's a labor specialist at the Free Market Foundation, and uh, the discussion is open to everybody who wants to weigh in. And uh, Let's go to George in Bloomfontein.
4: Hi, Sakina. Uh, I just want to say to you, I'm disappointed that Twere Mantashe and the gentleman there. You know what, Sakina, currently uh, the government should take a stand now Whether It wants to develop this country, or we are going down with the government. Now, the business sector is pulling the other way. The government is also pulling the other way. Now, at the end of the day, who are suffering is our own people. Let the government start coming up with a solution to all the business sectors, to all the current. It it, It can be farming, it can be mining, it can be whatever, Sakina, because the current people are suffering, and Mr. Guernemantasha, I think he had a warm bath this morning, and the gentleman there, I, thought he's, I think he had a warm bath this morning, but the poor people of this country are the ones that are getting deeper and deeper into trouble. Thank you, Sir Thank
1: you so much, George, and Bloomfontein. To Newlands now, Mike, good morning.
0: Hello, Mike. Uh, yes, hi, good morning. Good morning to the panel. Uh, quickly... um you know, I get very frustrated when the unions, particularly Mr. Mantash, says that the unions must rethink, sorry, the mines must rethink their strategy of, of uh, paying or retrenching people. He, he, he lives in a sort of strange world where money doesn't count. Uh, I suppose the government seems to have endless access to money, and, and he doesn't seem to understand what it's like to be in business, as I was. And during the apartheid days, we had a terrible time in the tourist industry and I had to retrench people, but it was a fact that I had to do it. Now we're having a similar situation in our tourist industry. There are, we've got about 100,000 jobs at question. And what's happening here is Mr. Mintosh is dealing from a government that runs. The government's job is to create an environment where we can create jobs. Uh, not to get involved in, in meddling with business or meddling. They just must create the environment. But... You know, for him to advise mines, he comes from a government that shot 32 of our people in cold blood and, and also uh, has, has no idea if we just look at Incandler, there's 240 million goes missing. The government is in no position to, to, to tell anybody what to do. They should leave well alone, get out of this business and let business get on with the business of business.
1: Thank you, Mike, in Newlands. And unfortunately, I can't even give you a right to respond because we are out of time, unfortunately. Ugh. But, of course, you know, I think many more questions to be answered, and we will call you back. We'll call both of you and maybe add a few more people to this discussion because people want answers. And um, I think it's only prudent that we try and bring them those answers. But thanks for your time. Our guest this morning, Kweeta Mantashe, Lone Sharp, and to everybody who participated. And we'll be back again tomorrow between 6 and 9.